0: November seventh, twenty twenty, is a lot from Pedro Show. <laughs> Pedro show happy Saturday I think it's the first Saturday of the month maybe not I don't know I lost track of time I've been really weirded out and shit but it's a little calmer now my sister Melinda called me and I'm I'm a little bit
1: where's your sister
0: live wow people you can hear that I'm not man alone brother Matt we're in quite in quarantino mode so brother Matt's at the love grotto on the pleasure point a couple miles south but I am not man alone because of those software engineers in Estonia with their incredible Skype invention. I got with me both members of Falcon Eddie. Woo. Woo! Welcome aboard. Montclair or Claremont? Claremont. Now why do they have two towns next to each other with the fucking names backward? Just to drive people crazy. Okay. Because there was a pad in the older days or, or more younger days, uh, called the green door and i think it's a parking lot of a mall now and i played there many times and i think it was in the montclair part because i think the claremont was more the college part
1: yeah we're in the college part right now but i saw you in the in the montclair part at the green door many a time
0: now that was a trippy pad. it had a tell with it too that was kind of a crack house thing deal and one time the fbi and the Local hombres came right before I got on stage. Mr. Watt, did you bring a young woman over state border, Pennsylvania and Ohio? Uh, no, sir. You know, I got my bass on. And, uh, <laughs> <"Are> you sure? <laughs> I said, yeah, I haven't been on tour for a while now. And, oh, wait a minute. You said you had, because they said they had a picture of me. And, of course, that name had a U in it. That's why the first fire ho- uh, hose out my put a house on fire because I knew people. I said it's the same band but different hair, <laughs> <laughs> and the uniform uh, hombre he he laughed, and the suited up guy was like, yeah, okay. So I got to do the gig, and I I don't do that shit anyway, and, and, and uh yeah, but that so I do have some memories of uh, Montclair Claremont. Uh, yeah. And I know JPL, and there's uh, fucking Brother Jonathan is in Claremont, too. I got to record with Brother Steve McKay once in Claremont, also. We started the show off with Half Nelson. Yeah, I had the wrong fucking playlist yesterday, and uh, I said it was this, too. Now, Half N- Nelson's a wrestling move. I got to talk to uh, Raymond about wrestling with these uh, young guys. He said they're in the art world and they use wrestling as a way to escape. The I, I feel
1: like wrestling right
0: now. <laughs> well, you know, I asked him if he knew about Sputnik Monroe, because this guy actually helped with the race thing in Memphis. It doesn't always have to be fake, you know, or jive like with the, the last clown show. we just had. And then we had Nathan's Pratfall from Falcon Eddie. <laughs> now, now, who wants to go first? Amy. Okay. Amy, your earliest mu- musical recollection, please.
1: Uh... Probably just my dad blasting rock and roll at all hours of the night and morning when I was a young kid.
0: Now, was your pop a listener or did he also play?
1: He was just a listener, but a pretty avid, you know, obsessed with rock and roll guy.
0: No, it's good to have a listener for everyone who wants to make music. Yeah. Or maybe take turns or whatever. This pad, where was it?
1: This was in my childhood home in Altaloma, California. Okay, Altaloma.
0: Yeah, upper hill.
1: <laughs> exactly, or lo- lower hill, or yeah, higher hill.
0: Because this used to be out to California before we stole it from Mexico. Okay, uh, was there instruments in the pad?
1: There was. There was a piano, and my older brother and I both took piano lessons.
0: Now Amy, what was your experience because people on the show it's it's quite a variety of it seems it depends on the teacher.
1: Yeah, well, my teacher actually Mrs. Murray, I think was also my dad's teacher when he was a kid. So, and I I didn't like it at all. I I didn't practice and didn't enjoy taking lessons.
0: Yeah. Uh, what about at school? Were you in the choir or the marching band
1: or shit like that? I was in choir like in sixth grade and seventh grade. Yeah. And I think it wasn't like, it was just an elective or something fun to do, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the voice is an instrument. That's why I asked. Also, a lot of schools got rid of their fucking music and arts program. So I always ask this question. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's get let's get back to uh, the homestead. What was the first album you bought for yourself with your own money?
1: Ah, oh, I honestly can't remember that. Um, it's a Wat
0: for Pedro show. There are no hard questions. There are no wrong answers.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. Um, I'm just gonna go with it. I I don't know. It was probably. When I was working at Music Plus, like that was my first job as a teenager. And so I basically, you know, spent all my paychecks buying records like at work. And I I think like during that phase, I was like super into Elvis Costello and the replacements were, were like my obsessions at that time.
0: So, you can't remember which one you bought first. What about the first gig you went to?
1: I went to Stevie Wonder at the Pasadena Civic Auditorium, I think. And
0: I don't have the mind reading thing down yet, so you're going to have to rely (laughs) on words coming from your mouth.
1: Yeah, words. Gotcha. Yeah. Chesa, well, words.
0: So if, words. if you think so, then I think so too, Amy. Like yeah, how I did you get so. on since you, you you were refused, Nick, with the piano because of that horrible experience with that teacher. So how did you jump on end up on the instrument you're working now these days?
1: I actually uh always wanted to play bass was kind of my first actual Personal desire of an instrument. Why you think it? Why? why? I think because like just listening to songs, I would always kind of like hone in on the bass lines and was very into that.
0: That's so great. (laughs) Uh, You don't know how fucking righteous that sounds to me because (laughs) when I was a boy, bass is where you put the lame dude, man. That was like right field in little league. That's where you put your retarded friend.
1: Well, I hone in on the retardation. That's where I looked at
0: that. No, things change. Part of it was the movement. It was just so great. I kind of had a feeling that was your reason, but I wanted to hear you say it. Okay. Okay, so, but you don't end up on bass. In fact, this band, the closest thing to the bass is the kick
1: drum. Huh. Huh. Well, um,. I bought a bass when I was working at Music Plus Okay. from a guy that I, I worked with, Ryan Kalamusa. Hey, Ryan. And every time I run into him now, he's always like, do you still have that bass? Like, I never should have sold you that bass. I'm like, yeah, I still yeah. got it, dude.
0: Now, now, so- now, how'd you learn on it? Did you, did you take lessons or self-taught?
1: Self taught. Yeah. And I remember my, my boyfriend at the time, the first song I learned actually, he showed me how to play Doe by the Breeders. So I was all like stoked, which is, was probably just like eighth notes, you know, like da, da 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 da. So, but I was pretty, pretty into that. But so the first band I was in, I played bass.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, what was the name of that band?
1: That band was called Mathingill.
0: Mathingill.
1: Math'n Gill.
0: And what was the first gig like?
1: I I don't really remember, but in lieu of you reading my mind, I'm gonna say it was epic. It was epic, but I, I think I probably like didn't know how to turn my amp on and was like super confused and but it was still epic. Like a, a fun time
0: kind of a pants shitter?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm always kind of shitting my pants, so that's like a, <laughs> that's an ongoing theme, so, but, but still like scary, but fun.
0: Okay, yeah, one time, you know, I was doing my first up at the, the drummer man, Steve Hodges, he, I was telling him I was scared, and he said, look, being a little bit scared is like being a little bit excited, and I've never forgotten that, it's a good thing. It's mm-hmm. better than fucking sleepwalking and connecting the fucking dots, right? I want to yeah. play Call Me Not. All right.
2: Don't call me mad. Don't call me dude. Don't call me mad. I think it's rude when you do and if you are. Call me ma-
3: Too
4: I wish I were a performer And you were my fan I could be your hero I could be your hero You could be my man You could be my man If you thought I was smart If you thought I was deep It would melt my heart
5: And
6: make it skip a beat
0: Rochelle, you just heard good listener from a Falconetti. That's what this world needs: is more good listeners. Very optimistic, hopeful tune. Deep in the woods, 66. After that, was she wants more pets. Head of that is going to be Tuesday's guest, Obama's Prendin. America on hold. Not now, though. <laughs> uh, Sticks, not the band from Chicago, but uh, brother. Uh, Nephew Alex and his uh, buddy Pavel from Russia. And they had Yana Pavlova do vocal. Why do I? Agnes Steck uh, out of Austin headed out with Plastic Factory. Captain. Uh, Guy by Voices headed that. And speaking of Dayton and the Breeders, right? Uh, time remains in central position. I guess. I think they're Eastern, though. You know, Ohio, the only state with a pennant. No flag, dot Wigan band, maybe New Hampshire or Vermont. If I could be your hero, that you the, she the, uh, she was uh, one of the sisters in the philosophy of the world, but the Shags. Shags, right, right. Uh, Golden Ghost from England, from well, it's spelled like Derby, but they say Derby, like Derby Crash. But it's with E. Liminal script, and then Adelia Derbyshire like Derby Shire. Uh, under a pseudonym St. George Roos and Harper with computer music. This is from the 60s. Now, she was doing electronic music before synthesizer. She used tape oscillators. Incredible pioneer lady. We all, oh, Los Raros, brand new, out of uh, Barcelona with uh, Agonizer. And we started it all off with Call Me Not, it's a little Shakespearean. Yeah, like when somebody, you know, kind of challenges something I might say, and I go, I shit thee not. <laughs> and so this, when I saw this title, I was thinking, call me not. Yeah. I know where they're coming from. So Erica, your first earliest musical recollection, please.
7: Uh, definitely music in the car. Um my dad often had either KRLA or K-Earth on.
0: Oh, it sounds like
7: Socal. Yeah, so lots of uh, lots of oldies, um, you know. But then and and and, and with my mom she, driving around, she got an A-track and so there was a lot of listening to A-tracks in the in the car. So lots of car listening, I think. In what what
0: town? Uh, in Highland Park, Highland Park, right? Yeah. A, one of the Avs. Uh, oh, well... now, I, now I understand the 50s music. Uh, yeah, yeah, K Earth, right? Because, uh, the demographic, yeah, here in Pedro, it's like that too kind of doo wop and 50s with the nice cars. Wolfman Jack, Wolfman Jack, absolutely. He, yeah. he, when I was first came to Cali, he. Just got done. He was used to broadcast out of Mexico with these really strong stations. Yeah, yeah, super powerful. So, uh, what, what was there any instruments in the pad? I want to ask you, like, uh, Amy.
7: Um, no, you know, I think my brother was really the main sort of music musical influence. Like, neither of my parents played instruments. They were both music fans, but like, um, not operators.
0: What what about at school? Were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? Uh,
7: The first thing I tried was flute and that didn't work. I did piano for a while, but you know, I actually, I was pretty little. um, We used to go through the, the Sears Christmas wish book for, you know, presents that we wanted our parents to give us. And for whatever reason, I asked for a drum set. You don't know why? I, I it, you know, honestly, I think about it and I'm like, it could have been my brother's influence. I don't know, but I asked for a drum set. So were, were, you, awesome... were
0: you pounded on shit around the pad, like pots and pans or Tupperware? Not so much. Okay. Well, that's
7: the thing is like, uh, I, I was more like dancing around the pad. So my parents actually got me dance lessons instead of. But you of... know what?
0: I got a theory about that. I think that's the first drum is the earth because our. That's right. Where the drumsticks.
7: That's right.
0: The dancing is a form of drumming.
7: Yeah, and you gotta have some rhythm to do it.
0: That's what I hear.
7: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I feel. Anyway, uh, so you got a drum set. What? What was it? One of these deals? Like we'll get you this instrument, but you're gonna have to take lessons. No, that was the thing okay. is they, you know, my
7: brother got like accordion lessons, but they didn't get me lessons, so that's why I didn't get very far with the drum set at that
0: point. Also
7: Where did you it, practice? It was a Sears kit. It was like No, no, I'm
0: curious. Where in your pad did you practice in your in your bedroom?
7: Yeah, I had the kit set up in my bedroom. Um <laughs> But you know they were paper heads, so it. Oh! You know,
0: oh! Oh! Okay! Okay! So it was,
7: like super hard to do much of anything with it, and like the the super shitty little symbol that doesn't really like <laughs> yeah. resonate or anything. So there was actually a picture you know of. What? Do you remember, I remember that band, I remember the Urinals? The guitar on the the kick drum.
0: It was like what? <laughs> do, do you remember that band, the Urinals? Yeah. Okay. That first record they did, "Surfing with the Shah," that's done on one of those kind of drum sets. Wow. Yeah, with the fucking paper heads and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, how long did this go on? Did you play with other people, was or was it woman alone? You know, I didn't
7: play too much with that first kit, but when I got to high school, um, I, I, I also have a bass. Kind of story because I I did also I was also attracted to bass in high school but like uh, we were the story was we were walking down to the pawn shop to get a kick pedal for the drum kit we were starting a band with me and my my friend Jennifer and another friend Michelle and we we're walking back having picked up this kick pedal and Jennifer was supposed to be the drummer in the band and she was like. She just blurted out all of a sudden. She's like, "I don't want to be the drummer.
1: I want to play bass." So, I, I have to interrupt. This is so weird because in Massengill, it was a three-piece girl band, uh-huh. but the drummer named Jennifer oh, totally what? bailed on what? us. That's <laughs> <laughs> Weird. <laughs> oh,
8: yeah, man. but so, so j- you know, know
1: what? This band. So I think this band. About,
0: I think this so band fell like, Canadian was meant to be I think this yeah, we're,
1: totally. We're, we're totally meant to be
4: yeah
7: but she was so upset about being the drummer I was like fuck it I want to just play like I want to play in a band like I will play the drum so from there it was yeah and it worked out great and she was a great bass player and it was fun
0: so the, like you guys stayed in the band but she, you just had to have the right role yeah yeah, yeah I understand uh, now what was this band called
7: uh that band was called Gibby Cobbler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, what was the first Gibby Cobbler gig like?
7: Uh I you know, I don't know if we actually that particular band,
0: I know I don't know if we gigged out. Um so just practice. Now what did you did you uh write your own songs or were you like learning stuff off records? Yeah, we totally
7: but we didn't have a lot of songs, but we definitely wrote our own our own tunes. Oh wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's so great. You know, when I hear about people that didn't have to be fucking teenagers in the 70s, they were writing their own songs right away. Like, no one we knew did that shit. The best dude was the guy who could play Black Dog the best.
7: Huh. Yeah, mind you, we didn't have a huge, like, <laughs>
0: catalog Yeah, but still, you were trying, from... you know, and, and, and we just didn't, we were clueless. That's how important the movement is. It's hard to relate to people unless you were in that that time where everybody's trying to copy songs off records. Uh, I'm I'm just, I'm just, I think you're heroes, man. When I hear this, and I'm glad, I'm glad it went out of fashion that people just copied off. Uh, So you can't remember the first, maybe you didn't even do a gig, but you did play together and you did uh, compose together and make songs. did you record any of that stuff?
7: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's gotta be like a cassette of us, practicing i think there is for sure like we definitely recorded i mean again i have to give a lot of credit and props to my brother who's almost five years older than me because he he played in a lot of bands he he played a lot of punk gigs and um so i got a lot of that like an accordion no no <laughs> that was just his first instrument okay. but, like, he he's one of those dudes that can play everything oh, you know yeah.
0: I love those guys. Yeah. They just pick it up, right? I, no, I've seen this. They just can pick it up and there's uh that guy Shiraz. He's like this. Yeah. Uh he plays with uh, Mark Rabot and uh God, he, was, he was he was born with no sweat glands. So he can't get too hot. Yeah. Oh yeah no, yeah. Yeah, it's kinda trippy. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, November 7, twenty twenty edition of for Pedro Show, special guest Falconetti. Hold tight for hour two. November 7, 2020, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
8: This is happening more and more I'm afraid of what it means Have you got you another man? Is he living just across town? Next time on your way to him Just leave me at the last and found Lost Treat me so. Why'd you do the little things you done? You used to be just you and me, baby. We used to have so much fun. You treated me like a king, didn't you, baby? Now you treat me like a little clown.
2: Reanalyze. Be paranoid. More than you should be. Hate yourself. Reanalyze. Be paranoid. More than you should. Hate yourself. Reanalyze. Be paranoid. More than you should be. Hate yourself. Reanalyze. Be paranoid. Be paranoid.
0: Pedro Show. We started the second hour off with Falconetti doing Minute Ten and Sam Bennett out of Tokyo. Originally a Birmingham, Alabama guy, but 25 years now in Tokyo. He'll be on the show next week. Leave Me at the Lost and Found. Jerome Parker Wells out of St. Louis with Johnny B, stand-up bass man. Surf for Blood with Caribou out of Florida. The Suns, brand new fiction. Silver Thing, Leaving Wonderland, and finally PTSD by Falcon Eddie. Okay. We got to know how Falcon Eddie, Now I know how you guys both got into music, how you got on your, uh, your, your trips. Now, now how did you meet each other? Cause Highland park. Is it right next door to Claremont?
1: Well, in the early nineties, I guess there was, uh, that's when Massengill was rocking it. There, there, Uh, was kind of a scene that I was introduced to uh, in the area, in the Claremont-Pomona area. Um, And friends of ours, you know, just people who were in bands who I had never met before in my life, but were all of similar age, you know, congregated and found this club in Pomona uh, called Munchies, which is where... Um, Massengill's first gig was, and you know, touring bands like Mechanormal Normal and Nation of Ulysses and stuff like that, stuff like that would play there. Yeah. So, so it was kind of like we met. Like, um, I know our our Bud Franklin was on your show a few weeks ago. He's kind Brother of Bud Franklin,
0: of, right? And he's, yeah. I think he's a Claire Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he was, you know. Around and Shrimper, our friends, the Kalachi brothers, um, Dennis started a label called Shrimper. So like, you know, Massengill had the first song I ever wrote called Premature Cheese was on a compilation cassette that Shrimper put out. So it was really like, whoa, shit's happening.
0: Yeah, but, but let me get this clear. You met Erica, you both were gig goers. You met each other at a gig? Yeah, well,
7: I mean, we definitely met each other at at the various gigs around, because Shrimper did it through a lot of events, whether it was at Munchies or elsewhere, like house parties and stuff like that.
0: I'm thinking about, about, (laughs) uh, Erica, where you lived was Mr. T's Bowl,
9: right?
7: Yeah, um, but by... By the time that Amy's talking about, I was actually going to school out here in Claremont, which is oh, how I... okay,
0: yeah. okay, that makes sense, that makes
7: sense. Yeah. So, like, that's how I, I met all the folks in the shrimper scene and all that, and um, there's actually kind of a funny story about, which I don't even know if Amy remembers this, but, like, it's a it's a weird full-circle thing where the, the job that I have now, which is uh, running the radio station at, at Pomona College, KSBC... Um, The first summer that I took that job, I was, like, fresh out of college and super, like, green or whatever, and um, Nathan, uh, a.k.a. Nathan's Pratfall, um, had a show at the station, and he invited Massengill down and some other Uh band down to the radio station to play, and the bands proceeded to invite, like, all their friends, and people, like, drove from out of town, and there was, like, a huge party at the radio station and it was like it was my job though to to shut the shut the party down because it was my job now and it it was just it was rough so that was like weird circumstances of of meeting up with amy but here we are like
0: yeah erica the enforcer yeah yeah look i want to play building
8: Always on your mind You were smart enough to hide the phone When he called that first time Say the name That you cannot say Someone else is the hardest way
0: show. You just heard Wishful Thinking from Falconetti. Ahead of that was Hey Honey from Pussycat and Dirty Johnson's out of England. The Human Hearts, there's Brother Franklin. One who fell. You know his tunes. Right to the point. Fake Legs ahead of that with Wish It Was True. I think that's a prod from the Quee guys. Uh, and they got the Dub Trio bass man, Stu Cook. Silent League ahead of that brand new. First Train. That's from overseas. Talam. Our Own Disguise brand new. I think he's in New Mexico these days. Louis Cole. Clouds. Troopa Troopa. I had Gregor on the show yesterday from Gdansk. Turn. Waku Waku Kingdom ahead of that with Ozu. Brother Shige. He was on the day before yesterday. I'm doing five shows a week now with this Quarantino mode. And then we started everything off with building from Falconetti. What was the first Falconetti song that you two wrote together?
1: I think our big hit that Erica and I have right now is called uh, "Kiss the Microphone."
4: To be released.
1: To be released. Um, we're we're gonna do a, a EP. Actually, is is our is our next project. Okay, I'm going to ask
0: the question again. What was the first song you both wrote together?
1: I don't know if we've done that, but yeah. Okay,
0: okay. what was the first song that one of you wrote and both of you fucking played on?
1: Same thing, Kiss the Microphone.
0: Oh, it was. Okay, because you can't ever have the first song a second time. So that's (laughs) that's why... that's why I ask about the first gig too. They're trippy things, right? They're, yeah. yeah, you break the water, right? So that's why I'm curious about the first time you guys wrote together, "Kiss the Mic," and that's not that could be so. All this other stuff you've been like, you know, a girl named Cat named after a cookie and shit. Like, you wrote that after "Kiss the Mic," even though you haven't recorded yeah, that Kiss was
1: the mic. that was before actually. Um, so that that okay. I'm
0: gonna ask a question again. What was the first song you guys wrote together and recorded?
1: We haven't recorded it yet.
0: No, have you Yeah, any songs? Come on, what are these fucking eleven songs I got here? You've recorded what, songs. what? so
7: here's the thing. The the stuff that's on the the latest album was recorded before Amy and I started our version. There's been many versions of Falconetti.
0: They all have. I 80. don't know this. I told you the my reading I, is. Oh, that's Toga. why I'm telling you that
7: this is. It's. It's. <laughs> this is all Amy. It's all Amy all the time. This is Falconetti. Well, this.
1: This is basically Falconetti. Okay, let Let us let, start from ground
0: zero because I'm confused.
1: Ah uh, yeah, I'm confused too, man. Okay, start over. Okay, go ahead. This is Falconetti 3.0. Okay. The and third City 3.0 is just me and Erica and you on bass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Okay. So all this stuff before was Erica ain't on. It's, it's you with other people.
1: Correct. Erica and I have only been a live, like, kick out the jams party band. Thus
0: okay. far. Okay, okay. So now I understand why Kiss the Mic is gonna be the first. Yeah. Because it's the first of this of the of the current version. Yep. Okay, okay. And uh so so what's the difference between playing with her and the first versions of uh like the stuff we've been listening to? Well, obviously the drums.
1: <laughs> this is fun.
0: <laughs> and, what, and what the other was hell?
1: Eh, I mean, you know...
0: I don't it, know. That's why I'm asking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't hellish, but Erica and I definitely have, like, an excellent chemistry and have, like, a fun time and joke around and get one another, and it's just fun. And and we both sing and... And, and the um, other
0: band... Now, what was your first one, MAGA? Massengill. Massengill. Between Massengill and 3.0 Cap Medi, I mean Falconetti, <laughs> there was two Falconettis, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. this is, yeah. <laughs> now, what were they like? Between them what?
0: Well, Falconetti 1 and Falconetti 2, what were they like compared to Massengill and Falconetti 3?
1: Okay, well, Falconetti 1.0 was because I wrote a bunch of songs and then I asked Massengill drummer, Craig, hey, Craig, to, like, play, you know, those songs with me. So so that was kind of like a residual, like, runoff from Massengill. And then Massengill 2.0... Was that Falcon E 2.0? Oh, sorry, <laughs> Mike's <laughs> messing me up, man. Okay, Falcon 2.0 was again like friends of ours from around here because we we know a lot of have a lot of friends that play in bands and play music. So I kind of asked Steve and Nathan, Nathan on bass, and Steve who played drums and recorded and mixed the the album so that's ne- what
0: we're hearing we're we're actually hearing the 2.0 version with all the songs okay
1: Correct.
0: okay man you know it, it's as clear as uh windex okay
1: <laughs> it's kind of foggy yeah.
0: i know i <laughs> know no i got it now i got it yeah. i'm a okay. slow learner but if you thank you for being patient and fucking walking me right down that fucking learner path people it's the second hour November 7, 2020 edition of Wild Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. November 7th, 2020. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedros. I've got a... is hey. Start off the third hour with a girl and her cat named after a cookie. This is Falconetti 2.0. Uh, wasted space after that with lost tapes. Number six. Thank you, Crane. Hi- Himmel Room with Blood Bog. Uh, first part. There's going to be three parts out of Denmark. Hi Maya. This has got uh, uh, Alan Ravenstein from the original Peru Old Cleveland band, trippy um what do you call this? Experiment rock. Hold the holograph, I think I see now. And then Samuel Locke Ward with Boot. And finally Falconetti. 2.0 Houses, People, and Trees. Uh so you're gonna record an EP. Yeah. Where are you gonna do it?
1: Uh, hopefully in Erica's garage
0: Okay And uh, Are you bringing in a producer person or something or Are you guys going to do it yourself
1: Hopefully What what do you think Erica
7: I mean we know how to record but um, We also have uh, a resident um, Producer Musician <laughs> He will probably Chime in
1: e- Erica's man friend Chris is an excellent musician and he has a band called night control and he he's one of these people that plays everything awesome and is kind of a multi-talented dude so i'm I'm hoping to suck chris into (laughs) our recording and
0: he's a polymath
1: uh, yeah
0: polymath yeah those guys man something about it man Huh. Cats like that who can no matter what they touch they can play they're just musical yeah. people and yeah. uh, all they need actually is a situation. <laughs> yeah, you know what I yeah. mean because y- you know this about bands. Part of it, yeah, maybe having some uh, natural talent or whatever you had to work out in a lot of practice, but it's uh, applying it right, making a situation.
6: Yeah,
0: and uh, because you know, think about it. Uh, we all use language. Uh, words, a lot of us, those fortunate people with the mind reading, they don't have to be burdened with that shit, but uh, the rest of us using words, but we're not all like Cicero's with the order shit. But you can still, you know what I mean? The same same thing with uh, not having to invent one fucking word and still being able to write a really original novel. Wow. Yeah. You know, it seems, uh, and then some people who do have this natural thing it kind of gets squandered because they don't get put in the sitch or they don't meet the right people that make things happen. Totally. Right,
7: right, totally.
0: And this is one of the reasons why I have guests on the show. I want to show people that there's being different ways to do this. There ain't one way. And in fact, probably the way that suits you is probably the one most natural. So depending on your all the uh, variables, fuck. Find your own way. And if you fall down, get back up and stuff like that. So I, lo- I love to hear stuff like uh, this story like this. And uh, so t- tell me about Kiss the Mic. You wrote this together. Who wrote the words? I wrote the words. Now, do the words come first or the music? The words always come first. Wow. Most of my guests are different.
1: Huh?
0: You know what comes first with my songwriting?
1: Huh?
0: Title. Oh, yeah. And most people, it's the last thing, like the bass. Here, I want to play uh, Maddie Bland's. <laughs> Sounds like a name. <laughs>
9: quite often standing there in the rain lost in time oh drenched in this place the denizens of the street walking wounded or insane you only see them and through All of them appearing like ghosts out here The faces on Pacific Avenue Where there all the familiar faces Strangers we see every day Standing down here where the buses all come to stop Like the old Filipino men in straw hats They used to stand at Ethel's Donut Shop All these Croatians, Mexicans Even Salvador this dry of a walk Out here, like immigrants, all along this seaman shore, all standing around with their hands in their pockets, or they got nothing left to do. There are just more ghosts out here, the faces on Pacific Avenue. of Every tattooed sailor of the world They all come looking for something like love from a street walker or two oh, But the old horse just get ugly Wrinkled and faded into this grey harbour night there's one who looks like Tina Turner, man. Oh, she's just strutting her stuff just for you. Dressed in lavender lace and blue. Just one more ghost out here. They faces on Pacific Avenue. The long time Larry, his friend Crazy Frank, there's the Pointer and, and oh, the Yellow Man, too, along with the greats like Shanghai Red or Freddy the Hat, who are either living or dead, you know they're. But legends for sure. they just ghosts out here. The faces on Pacific Avenue. Sometimes I look out over my shoulder, I see the trash trucks like banshees come, I see the young or the hip or the homeless or a group of gang of be start to run past an old crippled man down on 12th Street, standing there with a vacant stare and worn out shoes. He's standing uh, at this crosswalk and all just wondering which way he's gonna lose. But you know they are all dying to be ghosts out here too. More, More faces on Pacific Avenue. Gather round me, friends Listen to what I have to say The price for living too close to these streets One you deny you ever have to pay Oh, you aren't too careful You watch out what you do You find that white horse of death You know me chasing after you might be an incense salesman or somebody trying to shine your shoes if you don't look out there as fate set for you now you may become another apparition. Faces on Pacific Avenue
2: You had better get better Oh, I'm gonna go tell your mother Don't know whether it's the weather Could be the sun, the moon, the tide, whatever Better get it the fuck together
4: Cause you're totally, 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 totally,
2: totally Airtight in condition, never knowing just what hit ya if you should add set the mission, buckle down and fuck tradition. Cause
4: you totally total, totally total, totally total, totally total, totally total, totally. Total, totally, total, totally, total, totally, total, totally.
2: better get better or i'm gonna go tell your mother don't know whether it's the weather could be the sun the moon the tide whatever better get it the fuck together
0: Our show last music for this edition. Uh, we started it off with Maddie Blancett, so don't try and sue whoever you are. Uh, Johnny Mark and the Ricks, eating your heart out. This features uh, Frankie Onwe, late great Frankie Onwe of the Suburban Lawns. I don't know if you guys remember that band, yeah. Uh, You do, Strong Beach, yeah. We uh, before we were Minutemen, we were called Reactionaries, and we played play with them in their prac pad. Their prac pad once belonged to the Carpenter, uh, brother and sister. Oh. Uh, After huh. Downey, they had a pad. Now, then I drive by. It's like Anaheim and uh, Magnolia, block off Anaheim uh, south. And you could see it, and they turned it into three, four apartments. But anyway, Frankie... Uh, well, yes, that actual name was Rick. He had a massive stroke and died a couple of years ago. And I just found out, so I've been playing all this music <laughs> he made after the Suburban Uh Team Dresh. You know about Donna Dresh? Great bass yep. lady. Yeah, I uh, met her when she was playing in uh, Screaming Trees. And she had a great uh, fanzine called Chainsaw. Yeah. And uh, a label, too. And she's got a, bu- a band called Team Dresh. Actually, they've been around a while now with uh, Venus Lacey. And uh, uh, I, I think Olympia. Great yeah. cats, great great people. Uh, James Allen from Pedro here. Well, I, don't, I think he's from the Hill, but he lives here. And Apparitions. You know when we say the Hill, right? It's Pal's Verdi, <laughs> M- Michael Jira. Uh, Bill Lambier. A few famous people from up there. Xenochronic. Uh, AMM All Stars uh, had me aboard for this 12-voice space. People overseas having me improvise with them. And then finally, Totally Totaled, which I thought was okay. the great, best song for life, last song, right? Because it's Totally Totaled from Falcon Eddie. Uh, so uh, this EP, how many tunes? Five? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and you got them all done, right? Ready to go?
1: They're ready to go, and and if if you want to practice beforehand or just show up and play on them, whatever you want to do is cool
0: with that. <laughs> well, seeing how fucking <laughs> The last time I saw you guys was that uh, Brother Jonathan's book thing. Yeah. Where, where I met that bass man. Uh, John Taylor. Yeah, the tall guy. Great bass man. Uh, beautiful guy, too. Uh
7: Yeah. Duran
0: Duran. Duran Duran. Right, right. But, you know. Not just looks, man. I mean, that guy can play, too. And he was so kind to me. But, you know, that that was like 60 miles. <laughs> so, if possible, I would like you guys to flow the tracks to me, and I'll put them on here and in, in Pedro.
1: That'd be rad. And I've been well, doing a
0: wait. lot of that during this Quarantino where, uh, you know, I, I play to it like I was there. That's a deal. Is that okay?
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, not
0: to be fucking a total lame out, but. Uh, I, I just did something for uh, Chris Murphy's record like that and stuff. Hey, he, he, what come up and now? Nah, can I? Uh, you know, the, the internet is not all bad. There are some good things about it. One of it is is being able to collaborate by trading files. Amen. I um, mean, you know, we will get to the point I think where we'll be able to play live when we get this latency uh, issue. Yeah. So, but uh, and, you know, of course. To get and play with people but you know what are you gonna do just fucking piss and moan and belly ache and shit or you just deal with what the hand we got dealt and this is what we got dealt for now and uh i would love to be part of 3.0 yeah that's the glue you know Woo! yeah this is like the best day ever <laughs> dress for the thing oh, and oh. Uh, uh you know Here's the politics of bass the way I see it. You know, Aiden and betting. You look good making the other cats look good. And yeah. I'm so grateful to D. Boone's Ma for putting me on bass. I was 12. I didn't even know what the fucking thing was. You know, it looks kind of like a guitar in the pictures. Yeah. But it's actually like a drum. It's more mm-hmm. like a drum. The sounds yeah. are down there where the kick is and maybe the toms. Yeah. Yeah, so, interesting. Uh, I mean, there's so much to learn on it. I haven't even got to the fifth, five-string ones. Fuck that.
1: Dude, that's that's why I never wanted to play guitar. Like, I'm like, whoa, two more strings? <laughs> this is confusing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be guitar. I don't know. For some reason, guitar became rock and roll, even though, if you, if you want my opinion, rock and roll is actually piano music.
1: Whoa, uh-huh. You
0: think, yeah. you think of little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis, and even Chuck Berry, his piano man wrote a lot of the tunes. Yeah. So, uh, But I guess it's hard to carry around. You know, me and Dee Boone didn't even know keyboard players. They cost so much money in the early 70s. But a guitar is just so easy to bring around, I could see why it happened. And also, the, they could put it on Elvis and hang it in front of his junk and shit.
1: Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that salacious John. Yeah, so, because, you know, the guy who was really working the guitar was Scardy Moore.
1: And, uh, right.
0: He, uh,
1: hey, did, did you see uh, Van Halen a bunch back in the day?
0: I don't think I ever seen him once. I, I uh, met, uh, a couple times I met the guitar player. Uh-huh. That bass guy I thought was very key to that band. Uh, he, he came in, he had good, solid foundation parts and then he him coming in with the high voice it was the same thing that uh, Buck Owens used to do you know you have the high voice come in for the the, the chorus uh, it's a good, good trick and especially yeah. when your singer was doing a Jim Danny Magnum thing November 7th 2020 edition of for Pedro show keep your powder dry